one, two, three. Mila Falls, you're very welcome along to the Brian and Kieran Warfield podcast, the ramblings of two Irish balladeers, featuring Brian Warfield of the fierce and mighty Wolf Tones and his son Kieran, that's me, of the band Catalpa and also of the bandwagon bus, Dublin's only musical ballad tour on wheels. So sit back, relax, grab a tea, coffee, beer or wine or whatever takes your fancy as we go rambling through life's misty foggy dew, through stories, songs, history, politics, life on the road, and just a general bit of crack. Down by the Liffey side. Down by the Liffey side. Uh, that's song number six, I think. Is it six? I God. don't know. Yeah. Could be <laughs> <laughs> song number six of the 1966 album Up the Rebels by the Wolf Tones. And that song was written by the great Padder Carney, who also wrote the Irish National that's Anthem. Yeah. Uh, he wrote the words to it, but he didn't write the music. Ah, uh, no, that uh, the music has had uh, many lives, and, it has. Uh, <laughs> many lives, and many names, and many versions. And I think that's the way the old ballad writers used to do. They used to use a well-known rub uh, off each other. Yeah, used to, a well-known air, and then put words to it. Um, 
it still happened. It happened with like Sean South or Gary Owen, and it happened with many, many songs that they just um, uh, put words to it. But I have to say, the, I never wanted to do that, and every song I ever wrote. All 120, 130 songs all have original layers. <laughs> but uh, I, I never thought that was a good idea. I think every, every, um, every good idea deserves its own melody. Yeah. And uh, th- that didn't happen years ago. But uh, It's a very easy option, though, isn't it? Because the tune is already known, so you're only putting words to a tune that's already well known if you're, yeah. ro- if you're robbing someone else's tune, you know? So yeah. no, I, I always like to put new music to you do, yeah, and that's yeah, a that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I think that makes it really original. That uh, you know, that there's a new tune, a new idea, yeah. new words, and the whole song takes on a new life. And it's tough. It's not easy, is it? I'm, I'm currently oh. I'm currently trying to write a, a song uh, for a film that Paul Larkin's done uh, called Jim the Tim. <laughs> Jim the Tim was his uh, dad. Oh so, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he has this big badge with Jim the Tim on it that someone got made up from. So he's it's it's a it's a sort of mixture of uh, about people's experiences of going to games and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so originally, I like I started off an idea of about the break clubs and you know the yeah. where they used to go on the on the carriages and stuff like that. And then when I heard Paul talk or he put up about his dad, then I was thinking, well, maybe you should make it about him. But, you know, I'm struggling with it at the moment. So, uh, uh, it's tough, not yeah, easy. Because yeah. the, the original one I put music to, and I was like, no, that's that's not good enough. You know, everything, <laughs> but you, nothing will ever be good enough for you when you think about it. Like, you know, because you always want to find it better. You know, you always think yeah. I can get a better better course there or I can get a... But at some stage, you've got to, got to say... Oh, you have, have to, to accept yeah, it, and we sort of got a timeline for this, so we we I don't have a, a lot of time uh, to yeah. to get it together. Well, it, so. it is very very difficult, and people don't realise how difficult it is. It's like when I was doing Celtic Symphony, for instance, um, I was asked to do that about eighty six, and it was Tommy Grant and uh, and uh, John Aiken and uh, a couple of the lads were saying, "Oh yeah, I got to write a song for you know the." The anniversary, and uh, I said, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." But it took me a year, yeah. and every time I had something done, I just didn't like it, and uh, I kept going back to the drawing board and going back to the drawing board, and eventually, I got it. Yeah. Well, and fairness. you know when you have it, you know when you really yeah. have it, you really know that. Yeah, that's it. I got it. Yeah, like I, I wrote a song about Belfast. Uh, I wrote it when I was up there. Uh, when I was working with Abercrombie. And uh, I just uh, arrived there early because, you know, traffic in, into Belfast early in the morning used to be, like, it was terrible. Like, yeah, know, like so, Dublin, I suppose. So, well, it was actually worse. Because really? once yeah. you hit uh, Sprucefield Shopping Centre there, the traffic the whole way in, like, you were barely crawling the whole way in. It could take you an hour and a half to get into the city yeah. centre from there. So I used to go up early and i just walk around the 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 town like you know and I walked around the town I was just going geez I wonder what it would be like you know walking around here in the years gone by and so so I wrote the song and I've only now I'm completely happy with the music now I've wrote the music maybe three or four times now different yeah, different yeah. versions of it so so looking forward to recording it now up in Kieves. Uh but to get back to down by the Liffey side um yeah the fish and chips and uh that shows you yeah. <laughs> But and rain I'll, chips, like rain chips now cost you a fortune. You wouldn't get that in a, yeah, in a chippers. Yeah, well, 
Yeah. But you like, can't get it, but it, you can get it, yeah. It's like it was, a tenor or something. I, I, yeah, I know. It's paid everybody waiting. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, the fish has gone there, and there's no doubt about it. And it's very hard to get in Ireland for a bloody Irish nation. Uh, I think all our fish, you go to Spain or you go to France or you go to any of these continental countries, and the array of fish is unbelievable. Yeah, but that's the wonderful deal their government Yeah, the wonderful deal their government has done for fishermen. Fish. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't get, like... You can't get the stuff over here in Ireland. At least I can't go to a supermarket or whatever. You know, they don't have a great big fish counter like they have in uh, yeah, continental countries. And uh, it's it's because I love fish. My, oh, me my, too. I try and have yeah, it twice Yeah, my great, great grandfather was a fisherman. So I think, are you uh, going to talk about the two boats again? Now, yeah, he had two boats. <laughs> I think and, you might have heard that one before. Yeah, <laughs> and, and not alone that, but every Friday we used to get... Um, uh, my granddad used to bring home uh, from the fish market a huge big uh, bag of prawns, Dublin Bay prawns. Lovely. And uh, they'd be boiled in a big, 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 big pot. Yeah. And uh, we'd be eating them, shelling them and, you know, for that, the rest of the night. And that, that was the huge big treat. But we loved them. The whole fun of eating them is actually the shelling them and the taking shell, them. And the shells are crying prickly yeah, yeah. and all that. But, yeah. but um, when... Um, I always remember we were down in Cork with our first, um, it was our first, um, one of our first visits to Cork. It was with our new manager, Cora Janssen. He was from, uh, he was from Oslo, Norway, but uh, he was very fond of fish. So we went to the fish market there in the English market. The English market. And he bought like a big, huge bag of prawns. Yeah. And I always remember Tommy was going, oh. I, how could you eat them? And I was delighted. Oh, yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> More <laughs> for me. There's a like, no leg, a little yeah, How could you eat them things? And uh, I think it was myself and Derek and Cora Janssen and his wife, uh, Olive. We had a, a feast of uh, Dublin Bay prawns. Poor Tommy and Noel starving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's the way a lot of Irish people were. They didn't like fish. Yeah. And the smell of fish, you know, you know, put them off. But I loved, I loved the fish. I yeah. loved them Dublin Bay prawns. I was, yeah. I could eat them forever. Yeah, and because we we were in France uh, for the uh, twenty sixteen uh, Euros, and we we're in La Rochelle. And after we did the gig uh, for the guys in the General Humbert pub, it was an outside gig. It wasn't in. It was in a square just in front of the pub. Mm. And after uh, he. Gave it to go over and I have a meal prepared for you, ready for you. So a couple of bottles of wine came out with this huge big platter of uh, sea, like all seafood and but yeah. everything like that you can think of. Oh, but all like a lot of shell shellfish, yeah, yeah. like. Um, and as soon as Phelan seen it, he was like, "No, no, thank <laughs> you." Very picky, very picky. I was going great. <laughs> so yeah, myself and Ray, the drummer. There was some things now that. Were, or uh, what you call them? They're quite, they're like a snee sea snail. Yeah, periwinkles. Uh, 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 no, they're bigger. They're like big, huge things. Uh, welks. Welks. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, you'd want you want some yeah. chompers on you to get through them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always remember, and you know, uh, one of the first times we went to um, Brittany. Yeah. And we were playing over there. It was at uh, one of the great festivals there, and. The committee brought us out for a meal, mm. 
And they, you know, a meal in France is like takes four hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we go down lunchtime, and we're, we're um, and they put up. I, I'm not joking. A platter of seafood. Once again, it was all there was lobster on it. There was uh, all kinds of stuff. There was like Dublin Bay prawns. There was mussel cockles. There was all periwinkles, everything, and it was heaped up on a plate like it was huge. And uh, with lemons, and it looked very colourful, and seaweed and everything. And it was such a marvellous-looking dish. Um, everyone kind of picked off it, like you picked it. Picked it. You had what you plate. liked? What your favourites were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick it. You know, pick what you like off the plate. But it was absolutely fantastic. And still at that time, Tommy or Noel didn't like fish. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you were over, stuff, you were yeah. overfed. <laughs> and yeah. of course. They knocked down the wine with it, you know, and uh, they were all connoisseurs of the wine. Try this one, Brian. Try that one. Yeah, this no, yeah, you like this one. This before you went on stage, was oh, it? Oh, no, this the day, the day off before. before yeah, right. yeah, the day before. I was going to say, Jesus. You'd be like <laughs> wimpy going on, the, the Popeye yeah. going on stage. You wouldn't remember the words down by what? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, 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 you know, they appreciate their fish much better than we do here in Ireland. Mm. And they cook better. And they 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 make a they make wonderful dishes mm. and uh, you know I guess because of the Irish uh, got to more the mm. famine and uh, food uh, being scarce and hard to get you know the great cuisine that could have been in Ireland uh, did not exist yeah. because we didn't have the food uh, you know to make that uh, to make that happen but I think the new generations I have to say that. The new generation of chefs in Ireland are fantastic. They do great. You go around the country and you get great, great chefs, great, uh, great and wonderful dishes. Uh, very inventive, new, different Irish. You know, use of great Irish ingredients. So I think you know now that we became a little bit more prosperous and control of our own destiny. You know, along with that, our uh, skills in. Um, Cooking and uh, in food have come on tremendously. Yeah, definitely. Far from the days of the Italians, and come on, you're one on one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the only tunes that could, the original tunes that that came from uh, was called Down by the Tanyard Side. Tanyard Side, yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? But before that, there's an earlier one that was called the Slaney Side. The Slaney, yeah, it was all the all similar kind of. Uh, and there was also a version of it called the Piper of Cross Barry. I don't which, know that one. Which no. refers to the uh, the nineteen twenty one Cork, I think, West Cork Brigade uh, endeavours down in Cross Barry. Cross is it Cross Barry or Cross Barry? Cro- I don't know. Uh, just, uh. I'm not too sure either. I'm I'm going to go with Cross Barry. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, the first version I could see of recorded was Dominic Bean. Yeah, that's true. And I didn't true. know he was Pat O'Carney's nephew. It, it, nephew, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Just so amazing family, like to what they've given to like literature and... Uh, yeah, the, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, I think it was on his mother's side. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, yeah. because, uh, yeah, yeah. Pat O'Carney, she, she was a Carney, obviously. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they were working class family like you know they worked moved out of the tenements in Dublin up to Crumlin yeah, yeah. and uh, there's still a, a plaque outside the house in Crumlin where um, 
both Dominic and Brandon lived. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, of course for for people, because we have a lot of people listening in Sweden and places like that, uh, they'd want to know why it's called Anna Liffey. Anna, Anna Liffey. Yeah, it's down by Anna Liffey. Yeah, yeah. I did stray. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not certain about that now. But uh, you probably research it. Well, I knew anyway before, but (laughs) no, because I I did from when I um, remember they used to have uh, Anna Liffey in the Floozy and Jacuzzi in in O'Connell Street. Yeah, yeah. She's now in the in In the the Crappie Acre. Crappie Acre, yeah, yeah, just up by the Crappie Acre. Mm. But uh, for those that don't know, it was a statue that used to be in O'Connell Street that was in a. It was a beautiful bronze lady that was in a pool of water. And a fountain, and a fountain drop, dropping over her. Yeah. yeah, but it became very dirty and people yeah. put loads of shampoo and stuff in it. And on the they, were always, they were always messing with her and all that. And yeah. they, they called it uh, the, the, the floozy and the jacuzzi and, and they called it... Uh, the whore and the sewer. The whore and the sewer. <laughs> like, like all the statues in Dublin get a name very fast, like... Um, what's it, the prick with the stick? <laughs> the, the spire. <laughs> yeah. uh, they they named them all as they go around, yeah. but uh, th- that's just a kind of a Dublin thing. Anyway, she got moved because of uh, all the antisocial behaviour, so she's, yeah. uh, you have to go down by Houston Station to see her now. Uh, but Anna Liffey comes from the Irish. It was anglicised, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so it's Ellen, is it? Ellen, yeah. Ellen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then it was the river, Liffey, yeah, so yeah, yeah. like all other words in Irish, they yeah, were anglicised yeah. and then became Anna Liffey. Down it's the, the same as Avon, Avon is the river, you know, the, the river Avon we know is the river Avon, but it means river, yeah. Avon came from the Gaelic as well, yeah. A lot of English words, did, did they? Or did, oh, loads uh, of English yeah. words, like uh, you know, the, you wouldn't even know, like cop. Is kelp means a, a person in a person in charge? Yeah. Um, uh, things like uh, cantankerous is another Irish two Irish words um, meaning uh, head kion. Yeah. Uh, cantankerous means a, 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 an old head, <laughs> an old angry head, <laughs> an old angry head. It's like uh, uh, wanker. Is another Irish word, uanker. Uh, uanker. It means, it comes out as wanker, but uanker means uh, a self abuser oh. <laughs> in, in Irish. So there's, there's thousands and thousands of uh, uh, Irish words in the English language. And what happens is uh, the great book written about it, and I think I mentioned at one stage, I was going to read a few of the words out of it, uh, but uh, it's amazing. What uh, what uh, what Irish words are now in English? Like like things like it's, it's smashing. People say, "Oh, that's smashing, isn't yeah. it?" It's smashing. It's smashing. It's very good. It's smashing. Yeah, it's smashing. Yeah, and and a lot of uh, that word is uh, used a lot in England, more in England than it is in Ireland. Smashing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's smashing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of words like that that come into came into the English language through uh, the Irish people speaking their language uh, both in England and in America. And uh, I think the the book is it's Daniel Cassidy that wrote wrote a book is how the Irish invented slang. Mm. 
And, uh, you know, it's, uh, he goes through all the different words that uh, were brought to the English language through America. For instance, like, remember the song, Oh, gee, what I'd give the world, no. if you say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. sang it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know, it's back in the 50s or 60s. Oh, right. But um, G is another Irish word, you know, OG. Yeah. Oh, you know, the Americans use yeah, that yeah. word. OG, that's yeah, great, yeah, you know. Yeah. It means God, oh dear. Yeah. G. Right. It was pronounced G. Yeah. And uh, that went in a, a lot. And then you hear G Willikers. You hear that a lot in America. So they're all, they all come from the Irish uh, language and the use of the Irish language. Remember that most of the people that. Uh, that emigrated to America in, in from the well from the early nineteenth century, eighteen early eighteen hundreds, uh, right up to the, the early nineteen hundreds, spoke Irish. Mm. And even like um, when I arrived in uh, New York first in nineteen sixty six, there was notices up on the underground station in Irish. Mm. Really? Yeah. As 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 now you can find that they're in English and. And in um, in uh, Spanish, right? But uh, but back then, because uh, New York was such an Irish city, they they had the notices in the Gaelic language. Mm. And that's another thing I've been noticing now at the Olympic Games: the amount of people that have uh, Irish surnames. Yeah. <laughs> like even in Puerto Rico, there was a girl uh, uh, in the Puerto Rican girl there, and her she had a double barrel name. The, f- the first part of it was Spanish, and the second part was Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like unbelievably, even all the a lot of Australians, a lot of Americans, obviously, and so many English. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. Like without the Eng- without the Irish in England, there'd be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, but, but it's amazing the amount of. Uh, but look at all the pop stars in England that were uh, f- that came from Irish heritage. It's a huge amount of them. I was going to. I was going to research at one time and do a book about um, all the all the Irish pop stars in England, mm. and you know, like Tommy Steele had an Irish background. Um, Who? Yeah, he did. Yeah, who's yeah. Tommy? Tommy Steele. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, when no. you go back the, yeah, the days, yeah. and he was a big star during the the sixties, I think, fifties. All right. Uh, Fury, Eddie Fury, not Eddie Fury. I know the valley you're talking about. He's sort of uh, Elvisy Cliff sort of head on him. He's yeah. kind of an Elvis Cliff yeah. guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, there was a huge amount of them, and uh, they all had an Irish background. And I remember when we were playing in London, in the National London, we used to get all the stars up there. Um, you know, Banana Rama used to go up there. Sh- Siobhan, yeah. I think it was from yeah, Banana Rama, and uh, we get them all up there. Uh, come on in, you know, to, to come up to the green room afterwards, and yeah. you know, she, we'd have the crack. She married your man from the Eurythmics, did she? Or someone like that. She married yeah. someone. I can't remember now. Yeah. What? Yeah, I wouldn't have followed. You know, their love lives, mm. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, a lot of them came up to the shows there and uh, with a great, great, great following of uh, Irish people. And look at Dexy's Midnight Rummers. Yeah, you, know, yeah. well, you can hear the Irish influence in their music. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many. I'd, I'd love to do a research into it sometime and just see, you know, how many people have an Irish background. And you'd say there'd be a lot there. Yeah. Uh, because they, you Elvis know. Costello. I know he's not from London, but he's originally from Glasgow, is he, or Edinburgh? His dad, his dad is Irish. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
as bad with Ross had a big band yeah. uh, at one stage and uh, uh, Ross McMahon had a, he was a big band leader remember the days of the big bands you know yeah. and also a singer so and yeah his brother that, plays in a band a lot, well he used to um, uh, the Bible Code Sundays did you ever hear them? No, I didn't know. Uh, no. Very, very excellent band. Sort of an Irish punk band, a bit in, the, in like the Pogues. Yeah, well, Elvis, Elvis started off as a punk, a punk mm. rocker, rocker, didn't he? And yeah. so did, so did uh, you know? I think he kind of managed uh, or looked after um, the Pogues at one stage. Uh, I know he he was their their recording uh, advisor or whatever. Yeah, uh, and uh, I met him a couple of times. And a real nice fella. Yeah. yeah. I um, went to see him in Belgium when he came to Belgium. His, all his crew came into my pub. He was playing with it was Elvis Costello's and the Sugar Canes, I think. Yeah, yeah. And they were all American uh, artists you now from down south. Yeah. And the, uh, so the sound guy that was looking after, you know, he, he came in, he was looking for the Grand Prix. And it was one of those early morning Grand Prix. So I let him in and uh, made him breakfast and all, and he was loving it. And he invited me out then to... Uh, Show. Out to the show, so I was sitting in the in with the sound guy, lucky enough because it was a massive thunderstorm at the same time. Like you know, mm. it was an outdoor gig, and um, afterwards, then they all came back to the to the pub and we were feeding them with whiskey. And it is, we had a great night. They took the instruments in, and they were gone off to Germany the next day. Mm. And I think they left around, they left the pub around five or half. Five oh my god! <laughs> but I was just fascinated by the, the talent in them, even though they were all pissed like you know yeah, great yeah, I sent yeah. them off I gave them a bottle of uh, Connemara whiskey going off really yeah <laughs> at about yeah. 9 o'clock in the morning on the tour bus <laughs> yeah but uh, oh, just incredible he's a great musician I have to say and really enjoyed his, uh, yeah, his, yeah. his set over there um, very talented good guy too good yeah. nice and his brother guy. Ronan is, is a super yeah. guy too I, never I, met him yeah. no, but, I, uh, he played with the Bible called Sundays but he's got a new band now I think it's called the Zeros or something like mm. that yeah. mm. but brilliant brilliant band I went to see them there about two years ago in a pub in Dublin they were excellent mm. really really good um, so huge also, talent out there isn't ah, there is there's massive yeah. talent like, you know, and a lot of it's been found on Facebook now since uh since the lock, the lock, yeah, lockdown, yeah. Like, you know. Look at their own little, um, my little nephew now in uh, in London has a, a band lock-in. called the Lock In Band, yeah, and yeah. Uh, they're, they're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah they're, they're flying, flying at yeah. the moment. Yeah, fair play to them. Brilliant, and they're very good at marketing themselves. You know, yeah, yeah, that makes, yeah. That makes a huge difference. Internet there and all that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, of course, I was looking, come back to movies. I was watching. Mm-hmm because I had a bit of time off. I've been watching a lot of movies and stuff like that. And you guys were in two movies, two of your songs were in two movies, in The Patriot Games, yeah, which was a movie in 1992 with Harrison Ford, Brad Pitt, uh, Patrick Bergen, Samuel L. Jackson. And, and the Wolf Tones. And the Wolf. <laughs> but you didn't make the soundtrack on the, on the uh, you know, where they put their... The, yeah, yeah their, the, because... The, uh, They'd be afraid, like it'd be banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's some lineup. Uh, of course, Sean Bean was in, in, and it was originally based on Tom Clancy's novel. And Tom, yeah. Tom Clancy's novels are brilliant. And then the other one, of course, was with the late great Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. When Patriot Games, it was a nation once again. I must say. So. Yeah, yeah. And then Goodwill Hunting, it was on the one road. They were in an Irish pub, and it was yeah. background music. And uh, of course, yeah, Robin Williams, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. 
who loves Ireland and the, didn't, didn't, um, the great named Mini Driver. What, what was that one that uh, we all seen that uh, good, not good with hunting? You know, the, you know uh, train spotting. Wolf Tonsor. Yeah, I think we were in the, either in the book or in the. I must have been in the book. I'd, yeah, it wasn't I'd, in the soundtrack. I don't remember it in the. Yeah. In the first one or the second one? That was two trains. I, I think the first one. Yeah. yeah, I must check that out. Yeah, I, I think it's the first one. Yeah, great movie. But we, yeah, I suppose the, we the say the movies now and again. The, <laughs> the second one was a better. Have you seen the second train spotting? No, I didn't know. No. They, they went to a Rangers club. Oh, did they? <laughs> oh, it's the funniest scene you'll ever watch. That I'll put it on for you after this. We'll have a look at it together. Yeah, yeah. it just sums up a lot of things that happen. But. Uh, um, when you you were talking about the Gortamore or the famine, mm. I was up in Carlingford, uh, my favourite place in the world at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we went into the graveyard that uh, where Joe Biden's um, relations are buried. Yeah, it's an old, yeah. really old graveyard there, just as you're. Where would it be? Just before you come to Grange, Irish Grange. There, I don't know what yeah, you know. it's yeah. a small little little um, village, and. Uh, so when did, I like going into graveyards and looking at headstones, just... Yeah, I used to do that a lot. Yeah. Now, now I... I try and avoid them. I try and avoid them for the next 20 years. And <laughs> you put the blinkers on when you're going past. <laughs> when I was young, it was no problem, but now I'm, like, I'm getting closer. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Well, I was just... I, was, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I know, I still, I still go in and like... Yeah. I'd, it is a particular memorial there. I want to see it. Yeah. It wouldn't bother me. No. Well, it's just the old headstones that I uh, I like going in and seeing because a lot of them are quite decorative and you know. Yeah, they, yeah, and some of them have nice, um, you know, nice little poems yeah. and things on it. Yeah. But in this graveyard, though, they had this. Uh, there was a lot of. It was almost like slate. Now they were very old headstones mm. but you could read them perfectly like you know the way in, on old stone yeah, like granite yeah. ones they they go with the weathering on them yeah. but the one thing I was amazed at was the amount of old people that died old old <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, no, o- the old people didn't the, die young the amount of old people that died no that the, the ages of the people that died in around and after the famine like there was one one chap there, it was a hundred and five years of age, and he died in eighteen fifty eight. Oh my! So, so he, he lived. He lived through the famine, famine yeah, and yeah. like that was just incredible. Another yeah. fellow ninety five, and I was going. They mustn't have had a shortage of food up in Carlingford. Yeah, well, but you weren't allowed fish, though, were you? Because the landlords, well, the landlords, copped on to people selling kelp and stuff like from it, and then they declared the beach off. Off, uh, off limits. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that happened too. But I mean, or you had to pay the tax to the landlord of yeah. what you what you got, like yeah, yeah. La- because that was his land. You, you yeah. had to access through his land to get to the beach. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There were strange times indeed. I did a whole thing on fishing. Um, you know, I wrote the CD-ROM on the famine, and um, I did a whole section on fishing. And one of the reasons we didn't, they didn't fish was that when it became... You see, fishing around Ireland was only, could only happen when the weather was fair. Mm. Like, the, the boats weren't big enough and strong enough to go out. What happened was that um, during, during the Irish uh, Parliament time, from 82 
onto the Act of Union in uh, 1782 to uh, 1801, when the Act of Union took place. The Irish government, uh, the Irish parliament at the time, gave uh, a bounty to fishing. So they helped the fishing industry in Ireland. Then, uh, when the Act of Union took place, the English took the bounty from the fishing industry and gave it to Scotland because uh, they obviously didn't trust the Irish and they didn't like the Irish and they didn't want to be too, uh, become too powerful or prosperous. So uh, when they took the bounty of the fishing industry, uh, the industry collapsed. Well, during the famine, there was inshore fishing, you know, within yeah. small distance from the shore with currucks and things like that. And they um, they fished, but it could be only done in good weather. Mm. So when when the potato failed, they had to sell their equipment to buy food. Yeah. So with no equipment, they, then the next year when it came about and they could have got out fishing, they couldn't go out fishing because they never had the money to redeem their uh, their gear. Yeah. So it was a kind of a cycle of. Um, of poverty that, that happened during that era. And it's disgraceful that they, they got no assistance, no help. It wasn't No help was allowed if it made any contribution to Ireland. That's yeah. why they built the roads going nowhere. You know, it couldn't be of uh, any use. Mm. Uh, so it, it was a terrible waste of money. And uh, it wasn't England's money, by the way. It was taxed. To the Irish. Yeah. The Irish had to pay the tax to uh, feed themselves during the famine. Yeah. It's just an absolute disgrace, and it, there's no doubt about it. It was a, it was a policy of annihilation, yeah. extermination of the Irish people. And they were happy to get rid of the Irish people. They were, the papers are full of glee at the fact that the, the Irish people were starving. Yeah. And I, like I always say, like... A lot of English people don't realise that now, but it's starting to come out in documentaries and stuff like that on BBC, and they're almost appalled at what went on. Like you no. know, they don't, they uh, don't know, and yeah. they never well, got because they don't get, they don't, yeah, they don't, don't get don't educated know. about it. Well, like. Mostly, like I worked in England for a year, and um, you know, the guys I worked with, not nice guys and everything else, else like that, but uh, this particular guy I worked with, I was a real sharp guy, you know what I mean, mm. like a real Londoner, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, but. Uh, Sharp guy, like very, wouldn't say well educated, but very street sharp. Yeah. And uh, he used to say, he used to say to me, and uh, you're from Ireland, eh? yeah, yeah. And he said, how did you get here? I said, well, he said you come by train? No, no yeah, well, kind of. I came by train and by by boat. Where, where did you come from? Where's Ireland? <laughs> you know, he'd no clue of uh, outside London. He yeah. didn't. He'd no clue about geography or about. Uh, you know, where Scotland is, you know, the whole world was built around him. Yeah. And London. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. It's like uh, I was reading, someone was, it was an English commentator or something saying, uh, every, uh, if you go north of Hadrian's Wall, everyone hates the English. <laughs> and uh, someone said, well, Hadrian's Wall is, <laughs> you know, that, that would include the whole of Newcastle and <laughs> Carlisle and all these other places that are south of the border, like, you know. Yeah, so. but they probably hate southern English guys. <laughs> I would probably, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think he was talking about, you know, after the UEFA, Scots, yeah, after yeah, they got yeah, beat yeah, in the UEFA. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, I know, I know that uh, a, a lot of the the, the north, northy Newcastle and a lot of these towns, they don't don't like uh, they don't like uh, London or the Londoners yeah. or anything like that. You know, the Jarrow Walk and all that, and uh-huh. you know, the closing of coal mines and the industry's gone and everything else. Yeah. So they they see that as London. Yeah, they'll never forget that either, will they? Especially what Thatcher did. When she uh, had the police batten the the miners, oh, yeah. Yeah. it was it was cruelty to uh, their own people, and there's no there's no problem doing that. Mm. There's no problem doing that at all. Yeah. So I seen uh, today they were up in Belfast. Uh, they were having a pop up walk in vaccination centre, and anyone going in got a free ticket for failing a puddle. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know whether it was your gig or what gig it was. No, it Didn't, wasn't our gig. No. We're sold out. Yeah. It sold out, actually, it sold out in an hour. I know, but the, I think everything is sold out up there. Obviously, they kept tickets back for this to bribe the young people to go in. Yeah, well, well, I heard they were opening up to bigger numbers. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's the reason that the, 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 there might be some extra numbers being given out. I've seen the setup. Uh, they were starting to set up, I think, for the... Is the boxing on first? Is there a boxing I think match? it is yeah. Friday, yeah, yeah. So they're setting up today first. They were showing the, the setup and the stage looks... Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, uh, it's always amazing. Yeah. Up there. Yeah, it is great. They yeah. do a great job up there. Yeah. I have to say, anytime I've been up there, loved it. Uh, even when it was just a tent, like, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. When, when I say a tent, it was a, it was a, it was huge, a huge, huge, huge tent. <laughs> the biggest tent you've ever seen in your life. Um, I remember being up there one night and there was a massive storm and it was raining and there was muck everywhere. It was muck great. Everywhere. I remember that. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. And everybody was getting stuck. All the cars were getting stuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, Hopefully you get the weather now. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say that um, we opened up uh, sales uh, for the New York shows uh, next next March, 15th and 16th. And in the first hour, 360 tickets uh, were sold. Keep me one. In, in, in New York, <laughs> yeah. But anybody who wants to get a ticket, it might be around New York... Um, uh, next uh, March for hopefully St. Patrick's Day they played on the 17th the Wolf Tones on the 15th and 16th in the Town Hall Town Hall is a fabulous theatre really really great theatre old style dates back to the 19th century sometime yeah. I had a look at it online when yeah. you mentioned it last it's, time yeah. it's beautiful yeah. but um, yeah so the, the, there's a secret password that you need to put in when you go onto the site and that is Famine 1845. So that allows you to get in and buy a ticket. Uh, without that password, um, you have to wait on the general sales when they come about in a couple of months' time. Ooh, very good. <laughs> it's a secret there. A secret to get in there to the Wolf Tones. Because we knew, we knew it would be sold out very fast. So we wanted to give our Make sure you're, friends and yeah. real fans yeah. an opportunity before... Um, so famine eighteen forty five. Famine eighteen forty five is the um, password to get in. Very good. I'm gonna. And uh, the site is Ticketmasters. Ticketmaster dot com slash Wolf Tones. Yeah. And the other one is um, box office at townhall dot org. I'll tell you what. If you send me a link, I'll put them up on the. Uh yeah, that's on the, the page. Yeah, yeah, that's very great. Ramble yeah. and Balladeers Facebook page, and I'll put it yeah. up on the Instagram as well. Yeah, 
later on, but I will be there. I'm going to go to New York and for Patrick's. I'm going to, I'll probably try and get a few gigs around there when yeah, I'm around. Yeah, I think he will. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I know. Yeah, I'd still yeah. get gigs in the places I did there before, if they're still open. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was the last time I was there. It would have been. Well, I mean, Connolly's would be a great, a great gig for you. I know, it'll just be me by myself. I don't think the lads would go. Would they not? No, no I don't no. think Phelan would be up for going away. Well, you get a few guys that might want to go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely, I think I'll go across just for a, for a change of scene. Like, we've been going to Scotland for the last uh, few years before Corona. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and enjoyed it. Great fun over there. But uh, I think. Uh, Gonna do something different. You done, done the Coatbridge Festival there, did you? No, we did the Margaret Skinner there, but it wasn't St. Patrick's. Day. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was St. Patrick's because it was too sunny. Yeah, it was definitely not St. Patrick's. I think that oh, it could have been. I can't remember. But we did the Margaret Skinner Centre, uh, Centre with uh, Chris McGill from Adelante. You know the band Adelante. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Chris is a sound guy. Really good uh, musician as well. Um, so. What was I going to say? The bandwagon. Uh, we're doing uh, two GA tours coming up now. This Saturday will be for the Waterford and Limerick fans, and uh, we'll be leaving Westmoreland Street at half two. So we want everyone, anybody coming that's coming up from the game, to wear their jersey and bring their flags and let Dublin know who you're supporting as we're going around. We've obviously be doing a lot oh, of that. That'll be great fun. Limerick yeah. and Waterford songs. Not that I know many Waterford songs, but know a lot of Limerick and. Uh, then the following Saturday, we're doing them before the Mayo and Dublin game. Yeah. So we're looking for, we've quite a lot, lot of Dublin supporters on already, so we're looking for a few Mayo supporters to give a bit of stick and give a bit of edge to the, <laughs> to the, to the, to the well, band. Well, Mayo, Mayo are knocking on the door now for the... I definitely think this is their best chance to beat yeah, yeah. Dublin, but I feel that if they beat Dublin and Kerry beat Tehran, I don't think they'll have enough to get past Kerry. Do you not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, yeah. Well, I... I'd, I'd, if it goes that far, if it may go that far, I'll be supporting Mayo. Yeah. I think... For sure. I think... See, Mayo have a good few young fellas coming in that haven't tasted defeat, like, you know, so they'd be yeah. hungry for it. So you never know, like, football's a funny game. Yeah. That being said, Dublin... But I just can't see it. I just... After watching the last two games in Crow Park, mm. just... They, I they don't think they're fit. I just don't think they're as fit as, uh, they, as they normally be. Yeah, yeah, no, they yeah. just don't look at that. Honestly. Yeah, they, yeah well, I wasn't there, so well, I can't, when, uh, when you're watching it, like, you're going, yeah. these lads don't look as fit as they were. Like, you know, before yeah. they had engines on them, like, they were, you know, they were, yeah, never they looked were like... Yeah, hungry. Yeah. And they haven't scored a goal in two games now. Yeah, well, that's... You know? so that's that was a, amazing, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a big, uh, like, normally Dublin would be knocking goals in for fun, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, normally more, yeah. So we'll so see. That, that's a, an interesting comment now that uh, coming from a big dub fan like you. Yeah, well, maybe it's just maybe it's just me, but the, I just thought they looked lethargic the last two games now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe, the, you know, a lot of them have, they have five, four, five, six All-Irelands, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so maybe they're not, they're not ramping up to the semi-final, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're only playing that. You, you just don't know with Dublin, yeah. like, you know. That's the, that's they might the have been just strolling in the park. There's still a, still a bit of mystery, but the, the problem for Dublin, I think, and I was looking in the programme when I came in and I said, I looked at the, the bench and I've got, like, there's only probably four or five names that I would say, you know, you know, might get into another team. Whereas before you could say the whole bench could go into any other team, like yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they've lost a lot of that power off the bench that they that they used to have, like you know. Yeah. So they won't have that impact. Like the bench only scored one point 
in the final yeah, uh, yeah. on Sunday. So normally the bench would add five, six, maybe seven points. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so they don't have that power coming off the bench. So, it's time yet, Kieran. Time yet. You know, they yeah, might but, come. They might, uh, you know, look at the. They might peak at the right time. Well, the miners got hammered by Mead in uh, on Sunday down in Offaly. Or on Mon- was it Monday? Well, that's Monday. a bad sign for yeah. an, uh, up and coming. They only uh, only scored one point in the first half, and scored I think it was one two in the second half. So Mead just bet them all over the pitch, like you know. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, look, it's it's going to make for a good, especially because it's knockout now, and there's no, you know, there's no super eight no or anything like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it'll make for a good uh, finish, and there's a bit of niggle there with Tyrone and Kerry as well, like you know. So yeah, so that, yeah. that'll be good. I think the ticket's going to be very hard to get for the this time around because there's only twenty eight thousand for the semi final. So yeah, yeah, the tickets go to the clubs first. Sure, may all Hoover up off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, will. Yeah. And you'd have half of New York back here as yeah. well if they can get tickets. Yeah. So something to look forward to. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah looking forward to it. Yes, and uh, excitement. Yeah, so we need it. Yeah, and. Uh, the what was I going to say? The Celtic. I don't know what you seen the opening game of the season. You probably didn't because you were down at Gory. Yeah. No, but I, I see they uh, uh, they signed James McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. I met I met James uh, in, when he was playing with Everton. I met him with you. I was with you. Uh, are you? <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the lady, a great player. Yeah, yeah. No, he's very very injury prone. Very huh? very very injury prone. Yeah, very injury prone. I don't think he's played 60 days in a row for Everton. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah he, he was always disappointed that he, he just didn't make that first team. Yeah, but this is yeah. the thing. We need players that are on the pitch, not on, a, on the table. On the bench. Getting, well, not on the bench, <laughs> on the table. Yeah, and they signed Joe Hart, the goalkeeper as well, the ex-England yeah, yeah. goalkeeper. So, yeah, they, they definitely need a goalkeeper and they could do with a good uh, defensive midfielder. So Yeah. We'll Could see. be a good choice, but they haven't spent much money either, you know. No, and the, t- the worry about it is we don't have a, a striker, you know. Mm. At the moment, the in- informed striker, we have three strikers. Edward, who doesn't seem to want to try a leg. We have. <laughs> Didn't the, he want to leave? Well, that's what he. I think he wants to leave. Yeah, I just, so I, I just don't get not, him. Like you know, that's why I, he's not trying. Yeah. I mean, he, he just wants to get away. Out then, of it. then don't play him. You know, yeah. the new manager. Why is he playing him? I just, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. Um, it's 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 annoying me at the moment. <laughs> anyway, I'll try not to let it annoy yeah. me. And then I had to top off my weekend. Rovers beat Pats, so I had a really disappointing weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the Olympics? There must have been a little uh, up there. Four medals so far. You know? Yeah. Well, I watched uh, Kelly Harrington today. She's great. Yeah, she uh, is. Yeah, she's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Like you know, and I hope I'd love to see her get the gold. Now she's fighting. It. My God, it'd make it. It's, she it's, she was so emotional today. I thought, like, yeah, you know, yeah. she deserves. You know, I remember we did. The, I think you know, lady women's boxing were always kind of left behind in a lot of ways, money, financially, and everything else. And we did a we did a show for um, to raise funds for them back. Oh, a couple of years ago, I think, yeah. in the National Stadium. And uh, they, I think they have, not because of their money, but it must have helped in some way to highlight the, the ladies and their uh, efforts yeah. in the boxing uh, uh, 
in the world uh, as as I know Katie Taylor did a lot for it, but uh, you know there were other people here trying hard, mm. and uh, I'm glad they're getting the recognition now. Yeah, well, Katie took it to a different level, didn't she? Like she she's did, just yeah. such a superstar in that yeah. sport. Yeah, and I'd like to see. Kelly Harrington do well now as well, so uh, I'll be getting up to look at her fight on Thursday morning. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's Thursday morning, so I'll get up and give her. Well, you know, it's great to see the Irish doing well. We're a very, very small country and a very, very small population, and uh, you know, we're probably boxing above our weight, are we? No, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I'm delighted with the. With the fact that we're doing so well, I mean, isn't it marvelous that the, these people have dedicated their time and effort in their, you know, their young life yeah. uh, to something, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, and the two rowers were great, weren't they? I, yeah, I yeah, just love yeah. your man. Uh, what's his name? Paul. Oh, Donovan. Paul O'Donovan, Yeah, yeah he's yeah, just yeah. He's so. He's. I think it's all part of a show, is it, or is he just genuine? No, like he's genuine. Because yeah, I yeah. think. He, he definitely deflects a lot of pressure off him, you know. He, you know, yeah, did, yeah. nobody really asks him the tough, hard. He's question. very dry. Yeah, and and I remember they were on the the Graham Norton show himself and his brother when they, you know, they got uh, silver last time. Was it uh, silver? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just thought they were so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. you know, really were. Yeah. There, there was no airs and graces yeah. about them. They were just great people. Yeah, and I love people. Really that, Irish, yeah. you know, typically Irish. I, I thought. I love people that don't give. You know the. The usual shit, shit answer, like you know, you know, it's just yeah. he just like Asher ah, sure look like that's yeah. just no, we don't. That's you know, the way it know. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it, and because the it's totally dr- the uh, co- the person that's asking the question is totally thrown. Like, what? what where do I go next? Every question. <laughs> where do like, I go know? from here? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what, what sort of question can I get a, out of this fella? Anyway, uh, we're near fifty minutes, lad. Do you hear that? Oh, that's uh, the sound of fear being powered. I might as well stay on till you finish that. <laughs> there's not much in fairness. Yeah, not much. it's all bubbles. On the curves light. Yeah. So I was uh, down in, as I said, down in Carlingford for two nights, and uh, I went to uh, my l- local pub, as I call it now, Lily Filling. And yeah. It's a great little boozer. You'd love it. It's right out on the beach. Well, not right out on the beach, but close enough to the beach that you can hear the sea. Yeah, and uh, they have seats outside, and they've they've a big um, beer garden and stuff like that. And so I was just sitting out the front and talking to the locals, and you know it was great. Mm. And I, myself, myself and Katrina have become known down there now. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So, so it's great. Uh, it feels like a second home now. And I got asked to do a gig up there as well. So did you? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To open up a, a new guest house. Oh, free beer. Food and accommodation. Jesus, <laughs> you polished that. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah, it was well, I'm off for the next few days, so um, I'm either going to go north or I'm going to go south. I don't know yet. I'll look at the weather forecast. Yeah, well, I've I've my mother and law coming in from England now. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, well, I can't remember. I bought her a special seat in the plane. It's called an ejector seat. <laughs> You can't, going, I can't laugh at that. That's my nanny. I thought, uh, <laughs> she's going on Ryanair, so it should be grand. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, where's she yeah. flying from? She's from London City. She yeah, she was born born Is in Dublin, and she um, she lived in the, that uh, that 
that house that we went to visit in um, Henrietta Street. Henrietta Street, yeah. She it's now a museum, there. number yeah, it's 14. Yeah, museum, yeah. Henrietta. She showed us the, the room they had and all that. When I, I mean, Dublin was a poverty-stricken place and still is for a lot of people, but it was uh, during, um, I guess, uh, the late 20s, uh, 30s, you know, very, very tough times in Ireland and uh, tough times in Dublin. And Dublin was, you know, totally poverty-stricken. Mm. But uh, nonetheless, they were happy people and joyful people and they always had a crack, you know. <laughs> well, the thing I like, they made the best of it and they, they all it, yeah. looked after each other. Now, people, Yeah, the sing-songs were... People would walk past you in the street if you were yeah. needing a bit of help, like, you know. Yeah. I think it's I terrible see. the way things have gone now. Like, everybody's just in it for themselves. Yeah, well, you see, life goes very fast and, as uh, you know, as life goes fast, people have a lot, of work and a lot of different things to attend to, and you know, it it doesn't slow down; yeah. it goes faster. Anyhow, that's the way it is. Yeah. Well, listen, I think we'll uh, wrap up. Are we going to play a song on the way out? Well, I was thinking of doing a Catalpa song this time because we've done a lot of Wolfton songs lately. Like you know, we have to <laughs> have to look after the little lads. Like you know, play two, two. Okay. Well, what Wolfton song do you want? Uh, the Merman. Have we not played that already? Did we play that? I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure I did it already. I oh, did you? Well, yeah. then I'll think of something else. Yeah. Um, play John O'Brien. John O'Brien? Yeah. I don't think I have that one. It's on It's on the, the Child of Destiny. All right, okay. Mm. All right. Wait, maybe play the Child of Destiny because that song is, uh, um, it's about suicide. And we have a lot of that in Ireland among our young people and of all ages, and especially during the lockup. So always remember for those who are, you know, suffering depression, uh, the darkness doesn't last forever and you do come out uh, into the light. And uh, that's what this song is about. Okay, and on that happy note, we'll uh, sign off for the week. (laughs) Well, good luck to you all. You're 100% right, Dad, though. Um, Okay, so uh, next week we have the song The Valley of Knocking Your... Kerry Kerry song, is it? Kerry song, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we look forward to The Valley of Knocking Your and talking a load of rambling stuff. (laughs) Rambling on. (laughs) Rambling on. And Dad drinking his Coors Light. All right. Good night, God bless. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. I dreamt last night of you, a child of destiny. But the song remained the same, and it sometimes made me cry. Oh, the words, oh, the words are so sorrowful and sad As the tide of emotion takes me away From the sea to the shoreline To the shoreline To the shoreline Open the world of love Is it there? Is it there?
isn't there Stars on the sky above Isn't there, isn't there Oh yeah Let me be, oh let me be your love Lullaby Trees bent in the night As the stormy seas to blow Daybreak lights the night Round the Isle of Irish Fall Let me drown in the sea Or the sea of misery As the tide of emotion Takes me away From the sea to the shoreline To the shoreline Isn't there, isn't there, isn't there Hope in the world of love Isn't there, isn't there Peace at the end of the war Isn't there, isn't there Stars in the sky above Isn't there Jail that held my Sweeney in the prison where he 
on the air. It's the voice of my country so fair. Oh, can't you feel? Oh, can't you see? Irish men will set them free. Twas the love of dear old Ireland brought them to this prison hell. But the ghosts of Pearson Conley filled our lonely prison cells. Crack and blankets stand beside them. Macdonough, Macdonough, Wolfcone. And all of Ireland will be singing when we bring our daughters home. Hear it ring on the air. It's the voice of my country so fair. Oh, can't you feel? Oh, can't you see? Irish men will set them free. So I pray, ye men of Ireland, don't betray our daughters true. Proudly stand beside our heroes, lest they die for me and you. Though the tyrant would deny us, we can break his heart of stone. And all of Ireland will be singing when we bring our daughters home. Hear it ring. Of my country so fair Oh can't you feel Oh can't you see Irish men will set them free Hear it ring On the air It's the voice of my country so fair Oh can't you feel Oh can't you see Die